the Way City Church, located in Woodbridge, Virginia, is led by Pastor Marlon Yearwood and exists to reach the lost and disciple the believer. Um, thank you guys for having us. Let me tell you why I'm here today. I'm here today because uh, our family really, really loves your pastor and really, really loves his family. And we're also here today because we really, really love you and we believe in you. And it's so good. I want you guys to know you are being prayed for by so many people. I don't know whose idea it was to launch a church right before a pandemic. I'm sure they co we covered that in your training at some point. But, uh, but man, let me tell you something. I'll tell you whose plan it was. It was God's plan. And uh, he's orchestrating the entire universe as we speak right now so that we don't have to worry about that. And as part of that orchestration of the universe, he uh, orchestrated uh, this beautiful church. And so I want you to know that you are wonderful, you are beautiful because of Jesus, because Jesus Christ is our King, and you love Him, and you serve Him, and you're here, and you're watching online, and you're, you're making a difference. So I want you to know uh, this is one of those years where you wouldn't think that just being a part of a church makes a difference, but it makes a difference, okay? And so you showing up here today, you watching online, uh, th those that are praying for the Way City Church, uh, you're making a difference because we didn't just plant, uh, you guys didn't just plant this church for this year. You're planting this church for what this community is going to look like after this pandemic. Um, and that's why God has you here. And I want you to know that I'm with you all the way, that I love you, and I'm so proud that there is a church uh, meeting in this brewery or wherever God may put you 20 years from now. I am so thankful, Marlon, that there's a church here worshiping King Jesus. That's better than nobody worshiping King Jesus, isn't it? Amen. Man, you guys need to lighten up a little bit. Marlon, they all just look so angry. It, it might be the face masks. <laughs> we all have problems. Let me tell you something. As a pastor, man, it's so hard preaching on Sunday mornings because I'm not awake right now either. Uh, you're not awake. It's a holiday weekend. We all had way too much food and we dread because we know we got to get back to the gym tomorrow, but ain't none of us really going to do that. Um, and so we're just, we're just all freaked out right now and I can't see your faces. So you need to communicate with me through your eyeballs today, all right? Um, so that's a task, and, but I think you're up for it. Um, listen, we're just, I'm just so excited. I, I believe in what God's doing in Northern Virginia because let me tell you something, if, if the gospel comes and God brings an awakening to Northern Virginia and our nation's capital, it is going to require the attention of every person on the face of this planet. And uh, you, God has placed us in a strategic location at a strategic time. And so I want you to know what you're doing matters today. Singing songs to Jesus among a people who are not concerned about Jesus matters today, all right? And it matters today more than ever. So that's why we're here. Hey, do you guys have Bibles? Do you guys use Bibles at this church? I know you do. I'm just messing with you. Lighten up, everybody. It's okay. We're going to get through this. All right, turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 2. 
Um, you've probably heard this story a million times today. I, I, not today, but this month, this week maybe. Um, I, I just want to encourage you today, all right? That's why I came here. I don't have a whole lot of good things to say. I don't have a whole lot of good stories to share with you today, but um, God does. God has a great story to share with you today, and it's not a fictional story. It's a real story. It's a story that actually happened, and I'm excited to share with you today um, and what God has for us. And, uh, and, I, and I just, this is the last Sunday of 2020. Amen? No, seriously, amen. Get out of here, all right? Farewell, 2020. I tell you what, um, and so it is an honor, um, but I just think God may have something to say to us on this last Sunday of 2020. And, uh, and so let me pray for us. I just want to pray and ask God's blessing over His Word today. Heavenly Father, we thank You uh, for Your Word, God. We thank You that You are mighty, that You are powerful, God, as we sung that You are great. Lord, You are the great God in the heavens and the earth. Lord, we thank You so much, Lord, that um, we get an opportunity to worship You today. Father, on this last Sunday of 2020, uh, Lord, give us everything You got for us today, God. Don't hold anything back from us today, Lord. Um, if you, uh, go, Lord, give your people peace today, give us strength, give us conviction, Lord, um, give us a heart of repentance, Lord, give us a heart to obey your word, whatever you may speak to us, and Holy Spirit of God, I pray you'd fall and you would speak to every heart individually here today, Lord. Uh, we love you and we can't wait to hear from you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Luke chapter 2, and I want to start in verse 8. Here's, here's what we're going to do today. It's real simple. I'm going to read a part of God's Word to you today, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to make a few points for you today, uh, and then uh, we will get out of here. So, uh, well, we're going to worship a little bit more, too. All right, Luke chapter 2, and I want to start in verse 8. And I want to just share with you, I'm not real good at... Uh, at coming up with, you know, unique things and, and all this creativity stuff. I just, so I thought we'd just keep it simple and just stick to God's Word today. And, uh, and I'm just going to pull a few things out for you that God has spoken to my heart today. And so this is real personal to me today. And, and I'm just going to trust that God will speak to, to us all today. All right, so Luke uh, chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 8. Um, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Everybody say, good news? Of great joy. Everybody say, great joy. That will be for all the people. Everybody say, all people. For unto you, everybody say, me. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Aren't you glad? And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Everybody say glory. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. With, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, this is where I want to camp out at today, okay? So listen to this part. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. 
And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The Word of God. Amen? A um, couple of things I want to I want to talk about. Now, I know we've, we've heard this story before. Uh, I know that we have... Uh, I, is it okay if I, like, step over here? Is something going to blow up? We're going to be okay? All right, because I'm just preaching to this pole right now, and I want to... And he definitely looks angry. All right, so listen... Um, we've heard this story, right? The shepherds, the angels, and we probably read this on Christmas Eve, especially uh, Luke chapter 2 and on Christmas Day. But um, what I wanted to talk about today is spend a little bit of time as to what happened after the baby was born. Like, what did that look like after Jesus was born? And when Jesus was born, um, God made an announcement. He didn't keep it a secret. He didn't hide baby Jesus. It wasn't like, you know, hide and seek or having three kids in the house, which I do, trying to find everything that I own because it has become the property of my three-year-old. And it's not like we had to go find baby Jesus. God made it known to the shepherds where baby Jesus was. And, um, and so today I want to share with you just a few things. And on this last Sunday of the year 2020, how many of you know it's been a crazy year? Do you know that? All right. Because if you don't, I'll tell you all about it. All right. It's been a crazy year. And I, I'm not one, uh, usually what I like to do uh, is I like to just sit back this week and ponder the year. And I like to make some goals for myself. Any, anybody going to make any New Year's resolutions this year? Yeah, you, you people need to set some goals. Have some, have some love for yourself. All right. Set some goals. Do some big things. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Don't set any goals this year because they're all going to go out the water. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's just all absolutely crazy and what a mess. And so usually I would take this week to sit back and set some goals and reflect on the year. But how many of you know I ain't reflecting on this year, all right? I, I don't, I don't want to uh, think any more about it. I know it happened. It's over. And let's move on and uh, feel real good about that. Um, but here's one thing that I know that 2020 has taught us that we are going to need in 2021. And it's one word. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this word down. We need some faith. We need some faith. And you may say, well, Pastor, you don't know me. I got faith that'll move mountains. You need some more. Get some more, all right? You can't ever have enough faith. And, and if 2020 has taught me anything, it has taught me, Marlon, that I, I don't have enough faith in God. I mean, I know that's not popular to say. I probably shouldn't say that as a pastor, but you're not my church, so I can just say whatever I want. I, no, I'm just telling you, I, the year 2020 has taught me that I'm not sure I have enough faith in God. I mean, something would happen, and boom, I'm shaking. I'm like, what, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? And and, and maybe you have felt that way too, that's just one thing after another. And right as soon as you start to process one thing that, that has happened, then boom, something else happens. And then boom, something else happens. And you start to wonder, man, do I have the faith to get through this thing? Now, none of us are going to say that in church. 
None of us are going to say that in church. In fact, you're super uncomfortable I'm even talking about this right now and telling you because, because we should always have the faith. And you, I have no business being a pastor telling you I've, I've struggled with making sure I have enough faith. But let's be honest, man. If your faith hasn't been shaken, then just wait. Just wait. Because I think what God is doing is God is showing all of us that we need a little bit more faith. And so, um, and so here's, here's what I want to say today. We need the faith to face 2021. Because I know it's a new year, and we usually like the, to turn the page. But uh, guys, COVID ain't going away. And if it does, which God willing, it will, and praise God for a vaccine and praise God for all of this, but it ain't going away January 1st. And I'll tell you something else, the lasting effects of this pandemic, the lasting effects of the injustices in our world today are not going away in 2021. And so we are not turning the page to a new year and leaving all of our problems behind us. So church, we got to figure out how do we live in a crazy world with more faith in 2021? Because if the problems aren't going to go away, then God's church has got to step up. And that's what 2021 has got to look like. And so three things about the shepherds I want to share with you today. And then I'm going to be quiet and uh, we're going to just keep singing uh, a song to Jesus. But here we go. Uh, the first thing I want to share with you about the shepherds that we learn here in this passage. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Is we got to have the faith to face 2021 with urgency. We got to have the faith to face 2021 with urgency. Look at what happened in verse 16. It says, the shepherds, once they had, the angels had appeared and they had their own jam session, right? And they had their own like uh, praise. They're getting their praise on to the Lord and, and praising God. And then they left and the shepherds are looking around at each other like, what just happened? And then they thought, you know what? Let's, let's go see this thing. Let's go look and see for ourselves what happened. And it says, um, now I'm, Marlon said, I'm from Mississippi originally. You guys can probably hear that in my voice. Um, I, I'm, and since I've moved to Fredericksburg, my voice is not, the accent has not gotten better because they, they talk like this too. But I, but I tell you what, um, I, you know, Mississippi, we have a word called mosey, moseying on. It's, it's what you use to describe basically everybody at the slower pace, right? And so they're, they're, if someone's kind of slow, you say, well, look at them moseying on today, right? It's kind of slow. The shepherds didn't look at each other and say, let's mosey on. Let's, let's, let's just, you know, pack. Let's get our things ready. Maybe tomorrow we'll head out when it's daylight outside and see baby Jesus. But no, instead, it says in verse 16 that they went with haste. You know what the word haste means? It means with urgency. It means quickly. It means with a sense of purpose. And guys, we have got to live out our faith in 2021 with some haste, with some urgency, with some purpose this year. We've got to make sure that this is something that, that we care enough about. Man, and you got to think this must have required incredible faith from the shepherds. I mean, they left their sheep behind. Their sheep were their livelihood. Their sheep were their purpose. But they had discovered a brand new purpose through the person of Jesus Christ. This newborn child, this son of God, they had rediscovered a brand new purpose. And so their urgency went from their day job to their God. 
See, guys, we got to shift what is urgent to us. And let me tell you something, man. Social media arguments are not urgent. They're not. The arguments within our culture are not urgent. Let me tell you what's urgent, that every man, woman, and child on the face of the planet hear and understand that there is hope for them beyond this life, and it is only found in the person of Jesus Christ. That is urgent. That is something that is worth turning our attention from our day jobs to our God. And this was urgent not because of the shepherds, not because of their urgency. This was urgent because of the message that the angels had proclaimed. The angels had proclaimed that there is a God and God has come to earth and Jesus has been born and He will save His people from their sins. And and you will no longer have to live under this burden of your sin and your past and your wrongdoings. There is now freedom and hope and peace on earth to all who will believe. This is good news and this message is urgent. This is not a message we can fiddle around with. This is not a message we can just trust to our pastors. This is a message we all as followers of Jesus must cling to and find vast, urgent purpose in in 2021. Because this message is the only message that you're hearing that is still going to be relevant one trillion years from now. Every other message you're hearing right now when Jesus comes back is going to be irrelevant. Only the gospel of Jesus, only the good news that God didn't wait for us to find Him. He came to earth to find us and dig us out of our hole, dig us out of our past, and set our feet upon a rock so that we may live with Him for eternity, forever and ever, a trillion years from now. That's the only message you're going to know. The only message you're going to think about. So therefore, this message is urgent and we must go with haste to Woodbridge, Prince William County, Fairfax County, Spotsylvania County, Stafford County. We must go with haste to Northern Virginia to tell the nations that are here that Jesus is alive. Right now during COVID, during the chaos that is our world right now, there is a window open for sharing the gospel. I don't know how much longer this window is going to be open. You know, we have a history in this country of getting back to normal as soon as possible. And that's even what I've heard, um, even, you know, and that's even a desire somewhat of my heart. It's like, man, I can't wait till we can just get back to normal, right? Church can look normal. I can act normal. We can be normal again. But guys, what if that's not what God is doing? What if we're not going back to normal? What if God's doing a new thing in our day that we've prayed for and sung about and begged Him to do, and now He's doing it? What would that urgency look like 
So I want to encourage you, church, in 2021, let's have the faith, not for an urgency to get back to normal, but for an urgency to find out what God's doing and go join him in that, in faith, with haste, with urgency like the shepherds in 2021. Uh, The second point that I think we see from the shepherds is we need to have the faith to face 2021 with commitment. With commitment. Look at verse 18 with me. In Luke 2.18 it says, And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. It says they wondered. I looked at that word and that word literally means to be amazed. To be struck with admiration. And to marvel. So think about it, the shepherds come over, they find Jesus, they find Mary and Joseph, the baby's just been born, swaddled in cloth, laid in a manger, and they come and they start sharing, well, we were just hanging out with the sheep and this this angel came and it looked like this and it did this and it told us this great news and then a whole bunch of other angels came, they started, you know, shouting glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and it was great and then, and then we just left everything we just came and, we, and here you are, this is amazing. And they start sharing this story and it says everybody that was hanging out over there, they were filled with wonder. They were awestruck. They were amazed. They were filled with admiration. See, when the gospel was presented, when the shepherds came and said, this is who this baby is. This is what God has appeared to us and told us what this baby is going to do. Worship ensued. They began to worship in in their hearts, filled with wonder, amazement, admiration. This is who Jesus is. Jesus is worthy of all of this. But unfortunately, that's all we hear about them. All we hear about them is that their hearts were filled with wonder, which is a good thing, but I can't help but to wonder myself that if some of us aren't maybe tempted to let our relationship with God stop at wonder. What happens is we come to church and we sing worship and our hearts are filled with joy and we go, man, that just feels good. No, listen, every single one of you are going to leave here today on a spiritual high going, man, that felt good. Those of you watching online are going to watch and, and, and you're thinking, man, it just felt good to worship, to hear God's Word. The question is, what are you going to feel like tomorrow? Because, uh, man, we're not going to follow you around and just be like church on wheels, you know, and everywhere you go, we go. Your name's Brittany? I mean, Brittany's not following you around with a guitar tomorrow, you know, like, sing, sing, you know, like, we're not doing that. Like, I'm not going to be beating you with a Bible tomorrow, like, encouraging you. I mean, Marlon, may I'm not going to do that tomorrow. So I just... Guys, we, we, we cannot let our relationship with God end at just some wonder or some amazement. we got to carry on to commitment. Because let me tell you something. There's a lot of people in 2020 that have walked away from the church. And, and I just want to tell you something. It's not that a lot of people have walked away from the church. It's just a lot of people are walking away from God. And, and I say that with an absolute broken heart. Um, dealing with three or four 
um, five people in my own life who I've personally discipled and baptized and watched them struggle. And not just struggle with whether or not they should come to church and wear a mask, but struggle with whether or not they believe that Jesus was the Son of God. This year, God has shown us how important it is not to just lean on the hype of Jesus, but to be committed to Jesus. And guys, I want to encourage you the difference that this church, the way City Church is going to make 20, 50 years from now is going to be that you weren't about the hype when it wasn't cool to worship Jesus, when you didn't have all the hype surrounding Jesus. You had a group of people that showed up who were all into following Jesus. And that's how you make it through a pandemic. That's how you make it through chaos. That's how you make it through when there's no way to get through is you follow Jesus and you go all in. It's kind of like, have you guys ever heard of the phrase wanderlust? You guys ever heard of that? Okay, I'd like shake your head or something, because if not, I'm going to have to explain it to you. I really don't want to have to explain this, but I'm going to. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to explain this. Um, wanderlust is like when you have a, a lust for travel or adventure, which ain't nobody got in 2020, all right? Ain't nobody trying to go nowhere in 2020. Well, maybe you are some good, some good airplane tickets, but I tell you what, that, that's what it is. So when you look at people and they're always traveling, it's like, what do you want for your birthday? I want tickets to Paris. What are you doing for your anniversary? We're going to Cancun. What do you want to do here? We're going to Ohio. I, I don't know. Like, there's always need to go somewhere, all right? That's called uh, wanderlust. That's W-A-N-D-E-R, wanderlust. But there's also a word called wonderlust, W-O-N-D-E-R. Um, and what that is, is a lust for living in a state of wonder. Um, this happens a lot in a relationship, all right? So, like, you guys know the early stages of a relationship um, when there's, like, the puppy love thing going on where it's, like, everything's good, they can do no wrong. It's, like, flat-out disgusting, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and so there's that going on, and, uh, and that's what wonderlust is. It's this, this lust for the beginning stages of a relationship where everything's perfect, everything's wonderful. There's been no hardship. The problem with that is there's also no commitment. And so it's really easy for that to go away. Guys, if we're not careful, we will do that with Jesus. We, will, we love the hype of Jesus. We love the emotions of Jesus. We love worshiping Jesus, which is great. We love singing songs to Jesus. We love putting on Hillsong and drinking our coffee and having our quiet time with Jesus. We love uh, Instagram Jesus. We love all this stuff with Jesus. The question is, are you committed to Jesus? When the wonderlust dies off, and it's no longer cool or wonderful, and you don't feel in love with Jesus, will you still follow Him? Guys, that's what the shepherds did. Uh, it says everybody else sat and wondered, but listen, in 2021, we need the faith to be more committed to Jesus. Every single one of us. This is the third point. Is we need to have the faith to face 2021 with remembrance. This is the part I don't like that God has, has shown me. And look at verse 19 with me in Luke 2.19. It says, But Mary 
and says, but Mary, okay? So, so what they're doing is Luke's saying, Mary didn't do what everyone else, everyone else wondered and were, you know, got up in the hype of what the shepherd said. Mary didn't do that. It says Mary treasured these things in her heart. She pondered them. It was something more than just getting caught up in the hype of the shepherds and Jesus and the angels and the Christmas season and the Christmas story. This was something more. This was something deeper. This was something intimate between her and God. And she pondered them up. And I can't help but think that this is because 33 years later, she was going to need some of these memories to have the faith to watch the child she gave birth to bear the sin of the world. To bear my sin. To see Brandon Hembry's sin laid upon the child she gave birth to. She had to muster up some faith. She had to muster up what God had already done 33 years prior to be able to face what God was about to do in that moment. The faith to walk in and see an empty tomb and not realize that the child she had given birth to raised himself from the dead. She needed faith to do that. Um, guys, we, we got to store up the good things that God has done so that we can make it through 2021. Anybody live through Y2K? You guys know what I mean when I say that, Y2K? Anybody else have a crazy family that lived through that season? Maybe it's just me and the crazies in Mississippi, but we, uh, we had a crazy season. So what happened in Y2K is my grandparents were convinced this was the apocalypse. This was going to be the end of the world. Um, you know, the Antichrist was coming out of the computer uh, system, and we were all going to get these marks, and, and, and all this was going to happen, like, as soon as the clock struck midnight on Y2K. Um, those of you who are old enough to remember, do you remember where you were on Y2K? Uh, we were in the bathtub, um, hunkered down. Uh, <laughs> no, I think we were like in the basement or something. But we, were, we, were, we, were, we were hunkered down. And, uh, and what happened was it was very important that we, that we stored up uh, water. We had gallons of water and cans of corn and green beans and any canned good. You could have Vienna sausages. I don't even know. I don't even, tuna. Like, like we're stuck for a year in the basement and we're all going to want to eat tuna, you know? And so we, we just, anyway, but we, were, we stored all this stuff up in case something happened, we would be able to survive. And, um, and guys, that's what we got to do in our relationship with God too. God has been faithful this year. In the midst of a chaotic world, God has been faithful to his people this year. And we got to go dig that up and put it in the forefront of our minds. And we got to pack it up a little bit, all right? You got to get your suitcase out this week before we enter the new, the new year. And you got to start packing up some of God's faithfulness from this year. And you need to pack it up, and you need to take it right with you into 2021. So that when things do go wrong and things do happen, God forbid, you will have pondered up and you will have the faith to face what is happening. Guys, I want to I end today. I want to pray over us today. I want to pray over the year that we have had and give this to the Lord and the year that is coming and give this to the Lord. But I want to encourage you, if you're here today and you're trying to walk through this chaos without a relationship with God, 
Like you're just trying to do this in a religious way or in a this is what I grew up with way or in a this is what I you know, do, I just go to church kind of way and you're doing this without a true relationship with God, I want to encourage you today, let go of the hype and cling to urgency. Cling to commitment. Cling to the faith that it takes to, to hold on and treasure up and remember what God has done. Would you guys pray with me? Father, thank you for this day. God, thank you for this church. God, thank you <laughs> that, Lord, though the gates of hell had come upon this church and many other gospel-centered churches in our area, but specifically, God, this church, Marlon and his family, other members of this church, God, though the gates of hell may come, they shall not prevail against it. For Lord, this is your church. These are your people, bought with your own blood. So Jesus, as we say goodbye to a hard year and walk into an uncertain year, Lord, may we do so with an urgency for the gospel. Father, would you give all of us um, a greater commitment to you that our resolutions may be more than outward. But we may desire to read through your word for the first time in a year. But we may desire to fast more than we ever have, to pray more, to make more disciples, to leave our jobs and go do what you're calling us to do. And Father, I pray that you would build our faith up right now in this very moment. Just with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, would you just think of one way that God has been faithful to you this year? And as soon as you think of it, I want you to just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've been faithful you will be faithful, and you are faithful. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you guys. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at thewaycitychurch.org.